This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's not every day you sit a couple feet away from an icon, from a mogul, somebody when you're growing up that you admired so much from a distance to be able to come up close and meet them and feel their spirit is really an honor for me. And uh, the man that I'm going to talk with today that I'm going to share to the rest of the world this conversation with is a rapper, record producer, entrepreneur, unbelievably successful entrepreneur. The thing I'm most impressed with him, though, is uh, how he is as a father. It's the thing that stood out the most to me. And so most of you know him as Master P, but his real name is Percy Miller, and I'm so grateful to get to know Percy today. So, Percy, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, man. It's so good to have you. Yeah. So I want to go first to uh, the thing I said about you being a dad. Yeah. I've watched some interviews with your sons, and there had to be some emphasis for you at some point where you're like, I'm going to emphasize education with these these young men of mine because they are extraordinary. Their their understanding of economics and business yeah. as teenagers, as yeah. young men. Why was that so important for you to do? Well, I mean, I grew up in poverty, and people don't realize education is so important. Mm. Uh, everybody thinks it's about money. But when you look in the Bible, the richest man in the world prayed for wisdom. So knowledge and understanding is so important, and that's what I want to pass down to my kids. So when you look at Mercy and Hersey, Hersey is at Louisville. This is his first year in college. Uh, Mercy, he's a junior in high school, but I'm telling them, we got to stop creating dumb athletes. Hmm. And my thing is, what happens if you get hurt? Mm -hmm. So you need to understand credit, you need to understand banking, you need to understand economics. Hmm. And so they didn't, my parents couldn't teach me that growing mm -hmm. up. My parents had to work. All we was taught, you have to work, go to work. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know what? Get your education. Mm. Everything else is going to come. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to go run a company. Uh, when I start looking at African Americans make up a tenth of 1% of CEOs in these Fortune 500 companies. And I said, we need to change that narrative. A tenth of 1%? A tenth of 1%. Wow. So that's why I go so hard, and that's why I educate my kids. I'm like, it can't just be about me. Hmm. The next generation has to understand this. And so I realize, as a father, my job is to create future leaders. And even with what I do as an entrepreneur, I feel like that's my best job now, creating future leaders. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, when I listen to you and all the stuff I've watched, I don't know if I've prepared for an interview this hard ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I've had such admiration for you. To be honest with you, and you're Master P, right? Like I forgot that that's where your career started because yeah. you're such an entrepreneurial type yeah. of man. That statistic, by the way, is disgusting. Right? Yeah. That's a horrible stat. And But this idea of this education when it comes to business, I think that transcends any race. To be honest with you, yes. I don't think most young people, actually most people in general, yeah. ever have become educated on business, on entrepreneurship. On I mean, I'm really how to do it, how to brand, how, yeah. to, get, how to get a product on a shelf. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Like, this seems like to be the, that's like the key. If you had that understanding, that amount of knowledge, you're separated from 99% of the people yeah. instantly. So when you think about it, right, with the African-American culture, we spend trillions of dollars a year, but we own nothing. Mm. And so my thing is changing that mindset mm. to where now, if you look at Kellogg's, you look at Post, you look at all these different companies, right? Mm. These are family brands. 
Right. Not just when you talk about business, this been passed down from generation to generation. That's right. And and I'm more excited that me and Snoop was able to get a distribution deal with Post. Mm-hmm. Where these guys look at diversity and say, you know, we make honeycombs, we make fruity pebbles. Right. And now we make Snoop cereal, which Here it is. Snoop cereal. You know what's interesting to me? You made Snoop cereal. You guys yeah. have partnered on this thing. Yes. Which by the way is delicious. Like incredibly delicious. Yes. You didn't put your picture or his picture on no. the box. Why? People wanted us to do that. Okay. This is bigger than, than a, a celebrity brand. Hmm. This is um, it's a family brand. It's Broder's Food. So that's Snoop's last name. So mm-hmm. now when you see all those other family brands that you see, you're going to see Broder's Food, which is Snoop's name. Snoop is one of the biggest entertainers in the world now. Like He's not just known for music. And that's what I told him. I said, look, when I was learning the product game and creating all these products, I said, we have to create something for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And this is the pass down from generation to generation. We look at where hip-hop has gone. That's why I'm saying the education part is so important. People are not going to remember me for music, even though I had one of the biggest records in the world. My entrepreneurship, my business skills is what people are going to remember me for because of where we're growing, with understanding the importance of creating product and being able to build economic empowerment. Because when you look at uh, Aunt your Mom and Uncle Ben, those was pure mockery of black people. Mm-hmm. They didn't own those brands. We thought my grandparents used to make me go to the store and buy these brands. I told Snoop, the difference is, think about when you look at Tony the Tiger and all these, 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 these are characters they sell. And this is going to be around when we're not around. So that's why we didn't put our, our faces on there. We said we could create characters, not only cereals, we created books to educate younger kids why they why they eating the cereal, reading, the, the learn their ABCs, their numbers and all this stuff. And also for the, for the, for the kids that hold because we all still eat cereal. <laughs> and so... Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like uh, being able to do that, these are multi-million, multi-billion dollar businesses right. that's been going on for years. I mean, a lot of these brands have been around for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. And we eat a lot of these products, but no black-owned company. So our thing is have black ownership, but we make products for Blacks, whites, Asian, Latinos for everybody. Yeah, of course. And so yeah, that's, you want the whole market, but you also want black people to support black businesses too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. One of the things that's interesting to me is, and I don't know if you recommend this or not, so I want to hear your opinion about it. I'm real big with my kids. Look, I have no problem. I want them to get their college education. I think that's yes. important. Same time, though, I want them eventually to be thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, not just working for another man all their yeah. life. I just feel real strong. Well, because think, think about this, right? One day you could come to work. And get fired. Right. Then what? Right. So that's why it was important. Both of my kids are amazing basketball players. Mm. But my thing is, I'm saying if you use that, because that's what I did. So everything I build is about a team atmosphere. So even when you look at this, this cereal box, right? Mm-hmm. Number eight, this is Captain Ace, the Kobe Bryant of cereal. Everything mm-hmm. is built on the, on the team. He got the K-9 policy with his team. And so all these people together, because it don't just take one to do this. Mm. So you need a great team. And for me, it's all about uh, having a great team. Yeah, you know, you said one. It's interesting because you're this person in your family so far. I always tell people, you know, you look at a family. You just said this about Kellogg's yes. or Johnson & Johnson, these, yes. these notoriously 100-year-old brands, billions and billions of dollars. Yes. If you look at a wealthy family, you meet a wealthy family, you have to know no matter who they are, at some point back in their lineage generationally, they weren't. Yes. Until the one shows up. Yes. One person in yes. a family can change that family generationally. One person. Yes. And if you're listening to this, I don't care who you are, 
you need to decide you're going to be the one in your family. Yes. You're going to decide you're the one. Yes. The world stops having their thumb on your family. The world stops calling the shots for you, and you start calling the shots to the rest of the world. And someone like Percy here, who I keep wanting to call Master P, by the yeah. way, <laughs> you know, he's the one in his family. But what I love about what you've done in all these brands, and I want to talk about some. By the way, he's also just announced the chairman of the board at LaunchCart. So yes. this guy is everywhere as an yeah. entrepreneur. And I, I want to let them know with LaunchCart, um, you look at Shopify, which now went from a $49 billion business to a $63 billion uh, company. Huge. And we're, we're just getting started, but we have all the bells and whistles that this company has and even more. So I'm excited about building that. And anybody that's listening and watching, go to uh, lunchcourt.com and join this movement. Because this is a movement. We're going to take this to the next level and uh, sign up. Same way you did with Shopify, go to Lunch Court and, and and bring your business over here because it's for us, it's all about making a difference, making a change, and even giving investors an opportunity to, to be a part of this in the early stages. Because I'm not going to get with nothing that I don't think that we can't take to the next level. Why are you still hustling so hard? You're wealthy, right? I mean, uh, like, you're what are you, 50? Yeah. 52, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're April 29th. Yeah. I'm April 27th. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do my research. And, I mean, you and I are both sitting here pretty wealthy dudes, right? Like, and I grind every day. People ask me this every day. What are you doing? Like, Let what, me tell you something. I want to know Let me this. tell you what I'm doing. Yes. I love what I'm doing. I don't do this Look for money. Look at your money. face change. Look at your I face. love it. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if I wasn't doing this, I'm done. Hmm. Think about it. I have the same hustle or even more right now than I had when I was a kid. I opened my record store at 19. I know what I wanted out of life. So now I always find a problem. So when I find a problem, I find a business. So, and that's the difference. So every time I find a problem, I know I create a business. And so, which a lot of people do it for the money. I don't do it for the money. I love it. I love the journey. This is what I love doing. So this will get me up in the morning. I can see it. I, I can't sleep at night because I'm thinking about, okay, well, it's no black-owned cereal companies. Is that right? None. No major ones? No major ones. Not with national distribution. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I go find posts. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, now what drives me now, I told Snoop this yesterday. I said, guess what drives us now? And he agreed to this. No black-owned cereal company sell through these stores. The Walmarts, the Target. Getting on the shelves. The Elvis, the deal. Getting on the shelves. So think about it. Yep. So getting on the shelves, somebody got to get taken off. Mm -hmm. And I start realizing, oh. We're in a serial war. <laughs> we got to grind even harder. We got to go 10, 20 times. Same thing when I got into the music business. This is the music business on steroids for me because when I got into the music business, they told me, oh, well, you're not going to sell that many records. Hmm. Nobody's going to buy your music, you country. Uh -huh. You know, you, you don't sound the same like the East Coast and the West Coast. That's true. You don't sound the same. Okay, but think yeah. about it. Yeah. When you look at the Super Bowl champs this week, right, mm -hmm. what they sing and make them say, uh. Mm -hmm. It's true. That was their victory right. shown for their— Oh, my gosh. Think right. about it. That's right. And, and salute to the Chiefs, uh, for the coach Andy, for believing in me. He said, I'm in his top three rappers of all time. And then to to That's have uh, the players go, yes. with, when they're doing their parades, they go to show you how far we came in. But we, we sold over 100 million records independently. We did everything that they say we couldn't do. But you also got ownership. Yes. Right? It was 96, I think, you signed yeah. that deal. Yeah. That changed, well, not for everybody, 
But, like, that was revolutionary at yeah. the time. Most guys, by the way, this is just most people in life. Yeah. They just work for someone else. Yeah. And at some point, this was brilliant. And such a young man at the time. You decide, this, and this man is up hundreds of millions of dollars. You decide, no, 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 I, I actually want the rights to my own work. Basically, I want yeah. to be an entrepreneur well, as the, I work the, with the thing about it, I want to be an entrepreneur because I've been fired. Hmm. I had two jobs. One job, I worked at Bell South Mobility when they was a big company. They ain't even around no more. Master P worked there. Yeah, okay. I worked there in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> then in the Bay, I worked at Remco repossessing furniture. They fired me there. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> maybe working is not And I put my heart into this, right? And so that's why my motivation to people is if you don't want to get fired, go be your own boss. Yes. And so, and I watch so many people go through so much stuff as they work for these major companies, and then then they get perked the finger at to say, well, it's the reason you at the top of the chain, mm. and now we gotta say, okay, this because look at right now, look at all the people that are getting fired with all these companies. Yeah. When when Disney start letting people go, that let us know that you something know. is going on. And by the way, it's coming the next three or four or five years, isn't it? Yes. This conversation that you're listening to, everybody is going to even be more relevant a year from now than it yes. is right now. What about that? If someone was young, like advice to my son. Yeah. My son's a huge fan. Everyone's going nuts. You're coming on the show today. Yeah. I have every yeah. person. I've had almost yeah. everybody on the planet on this show. Yeah. You say Master P's coming on. People go ballistic, right? And every age, even yeah. coming in here today, people yeah. are like, hey, my son, what advice would you give him? So his dad's an entrepreneur. Obviously, I could take, just like you, my, I love what you've done with your sons, where yeah. it's like, hey, Mike, get your own car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've done all that, too, because we could have raised him with a lot of comfort. But my son asks me this all the time. Dad, what should I do? And a lot of young people or parents will send this clip to their kids, so I'm curious what you think. They go to college. Hopefully, they yeah. go to college, right? Yeah. Hopefully, they can get to a position where they go to college. Do you think they should go work at a company first, learn some skills, make connections, but have their eye on becoming an entrepreneur? So, or do you think they should go straight into entrepreneurship? I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, and this to your son and to anybody that's listening. Whatever you do, love it. Because hmm. if you don't love it, it's not going to work. Hmm. You can't do what everybody else is doing. So I got one daughter. She in the music. She love it. I'm like, I'm not in the music business anymore, but I can support you. Hmm. If you love it, you got to show me that you love it, and I'm going to support you. My, my sons play basketball. Like, I'm not playing basketball. Mm. I'm over with. I've been to the NBA. I know what that's about. I know mm. the politics. I know everything, right? If you love this, only 2% going to make it. So you got to do something that nobody else is doing. My son, the other day, he had the biggest dunk of, of all all time so far. The son at Louisville? No, the son in, in high school. Okay. At uh, Notre Dame. Okay. So for this year, they they calling it the best dunk ever. My, my son in Louisville is doing this thing to where, and I, but I told them both. I said, you know what, the the where you're trying to go at, only two percent make. It. Mm. So just imagine that's how hard you got to work. So mm. anybody that's doing some, imagine you thinking in your mind is only two percent gonna make it. Mm. But what I'm trying to do, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether I'm gonna go run one of these big Fortune 500 companies, but guess what, you got to start at the bottom. Yeah. Go be the janitor. Mm. Go work in the mill room. Mm. Don't don't cheat your way in nothing. Like, you can't cheat your way in life. Hmm. So for me, all the fears you're going to feel. You don't learn from wins. You learn from losses. Hmm. And so if you take that, you're going to be great because that's that's all I do. People always see all the great things, but what about the Master P that had to live in the back of the store where I started at that didn't have nothing, was hungry sometimes. You know, I live with my grandparents. People make all kinds of excuses. Don't make excuses. You, You lived in the store? Yeah, I lived in the store. 
at 19, I had my first record store. That was No Limit Record Started as a retail record Dude. store. Wasn't Snoop? And, Snoop was one of your signees, right? Yes. And then you he left, and now you guys have gone into business again. Am I right about that? Yeah, so so I signed Snoop from another company. Okay. We ended up being friends. Um, and he's been my, my greatest student. Hmm. Because he's a boss now. He's an entrepreneur. Snoop on every commercial. He's doing stuff. Sure I mean, he's creating all these business and brands. Uh, he's worked a lot of money. Hmm. But the one thing about Snoop, he's the greatest listener. He 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 like a sponge that won't absorb it. And that's what I love about my kids. I say, keep being a sponge. Hmm. Keep being that sponge because when you listen, they got a lot of people don't want to listen. Hmm. They think they know it all. So don't be a know it all. You don't have to know it all. And so that's what I love about Snoop. He's a sponge. He soak soak it in, and then he go and create his own. Mm. So I, I feel like No Limit was a university, mm. like a college. You come through there, you listen, you got what you need. You know that what I'm able to create and what I was able to do, take that and run with. I always I look at people and say, okay, well, what they good in? Let me absorb some of this and add this to my game. Don't be afraid to do that. Well, let me tell you what I know about you. Yeah, let me brag about you for a minute. Something most people wouldn't know. Actually, I don't know why it just made me emotional, because I just think good people. I think hard work yeah. and good people eventually win. I just asked yeah. Stephen A. Smith. I said, "What's the difference with the goats? What's the difference?" Yeah. He said, "Their aura, yeah, and their humanity." Yes, isn't that an interesting answer? Their yeah. humanity. This is something people wouldn't know about you, but it's your humanity. One of the things that you're legendary for, for people that know in the entertainment business, is how well you treat people. Yeah. And I mean even people that have left you. Yeah. So in your business, if someone's a signee and they decide to leave, usually yeah. that company is ruthless with that person. Yeah. They're horrible to them, yeah. right? You, on the other hand, you you were good to people. You, this is important. It's called relationship capital, everybody. Yes. That as you treat people well, it's come full circle. So Snoop left you, Yeah. right? And instead of like, hey, you're dead to me. I'm never going to this or that. Yeah. You actually celebrated his success. Yeah. You were happy for him. You didn't hate on him. And it's come full circle as a student of yours, and now your business partners. Isn't that one of? I don't know if you well, realize that about you because it's just part well. Of your let me nature. let me tell you what my. Um, this is how I treat people. I don't care about the money or nothing. If you want to be around me, I want to be around you. If mm. you don't, I tear the contract up. Amazing. I'm not gonna hold you back. Um, and and me and Snoop talked about this, right? So when Snoop left and went on and did his thing. Mm-hmm. I could have held him for a lifetime contract. Right. I could own everything that he had now and be in it with him. When you're good, the people God will bless you. Hmm. That's why you see on my shirt, it say God made. God made. I'm not self-made. I'm God made. And so if it wasn't for that man up above, I wouldn't be here. I come out of the rootless projects that you ever could come from in New Orleans, the Calio projects. But my mindset wasn't like the other people that was in there. Hmm. My grandparents gave me opportunity to go to school, sent me to this Catholic school really? to where I learned who God was. So I had different values. Even though we was poor, me playing basketball was able to get me on the team to get a scholarship, uh-huh. then get me to college. But I had to be driven by it. And they always say, fate without work dead. is dead. And so when I realized that, I said, you know what? I got to get out here and work. So when you asked me earlier, you're like, what keep you going? Yeah. I got to keep working. Mm. Long as we here, our job is not done. Mm. And, I t- and I tell people all the time, where, where all the greatest treasures are in the mm. graveyard, people that never finish what they need to do. 
because they think they got so much time. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't live on that. Mm-hmm. It's all about having good people. And when you see uh, people around me, you know, they got to be good. You know, I mean, if you see the lady that came in here with me, that's yeah. my business partner. Very sharp lady. So yes. think yeah. about it. Yeah. So, but she don't get the recognition that she deserved, but we don't care about that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I don't care about color. Mm-hmm. She white, I'm black. It don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got good people. Yeah. And so. You got a good heart, Percy. Nah, you're but, a good but, man. You know, you're a good man. Like, man, but I'm just telling yeah. you, like, that's what I, that's the type of people I want around. So when I talk about Christy mm-hmm. and I talk about, like what we created, like it ain't just me created. We created this together. We created this brand. Mm-hmm. And so we get out here and go to these companies. But, but we don't take no for answer. We said, no one know this to us? Another time. Another time. Later. Another time. We'll we, 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 we be back. Like <laughs> Ernest Schwarzenegger, nigga, I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? We ain't taking no. Mm-hmm. They close the door. We coming through the window. We mm-hmm. going through a chimney. Either she going to get through one of them doors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get through. We're going to get to somebody. This is a man, by the way, as you hear this, who's made hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is, this is so important. Listen close, okay? You know this and I know this. People get a little bit. There's, when you're broke. Yeah. You will live in the store. Yeah. When I was broke, I had the water turned off. Yeah. Not just electricity, I had the yeah. water turned <laughs> off. Right. So when you're broke, your effort level for most people is a hundred. But for most people, this is what I found. As success starts to happen, you get like level ten. Now their efforts ninety. They get level thirty. Now their efforts seventy. Not me. I know, and that's the thing. This not is the me. lesson. The lesson is this, everybody. You know why most people don't make it? It's not because they don't ever have any success. It's because they actually got a little. Yeah. And when they get a little, their they, effort changes. They get comfortable. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly I love right. being uncomfortable. Even now. Even now, because now it's a different game. Hmm. Think about it, it's a different game. I'm like, okay, yeah, I made it in the music industry. People are like, oh, okay, that was cute. Okay, well, what about now? You're talking about putting product in these stores. How you going to get in there? Right. But guess what? We started at the bottom. Okay, if I got hundreds of millions of dollars, don't matter. Mm-hmm. This is a multi-billion dollar business that we're going into. Mm-hmm. How do we make people take us serious? Mm-hmm. Knowing that, oh, you come from hip-hop. Because that was the first thing. Well, you got the wrong guy because I started off in business. Mm-hmm. Told you I was 19. I had a retail record, so that's what no limit was. So you're not going to stereotype me with these labels that, oh, he's a hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going for that. Mm-hmm. I know what I was put on this planet to do. I was put on this planet to help feed people and create future leaders. And so for me now, I'm like, okay, I was able to feed this many families. So now... The numbers are going up. I said, I want to be able to feed people overseas. So now that's where the product comes from. I say, you know what? Now I got something that I can make billions of dollars, but it's not for me to take with me because I can't take it with me. Think about it. When I'm gone, it's not going to be a, 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 a U-Haul behind the hearse saying, oh, yeah, well, let's take peace stuff. But no, I get that. So it's like, what do I do while I'm here right now? Wow. And, and what I'm doing right now is I want to be the Muhammad Ali of the product game. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to create brands. So I, I tell you all the time, I don't, I don't judge your wealth by how much you have. I judge it by how much you give. Oh, wow. And that's the difference. Go look at it. We've been giving for over 24 years, and it's getting bigger and bigger because we're doing the right thing. That's why God keeps blessing us. Mm-hmm. Even when the devil don't want to see you with it or throw stones. Because I say, look what they did Jesus. So I know what they're going to do me. Wow. They don't want They got. They're going to they say, oh, well, no black man has never done this. I told Snoop, we the kings of the breakfast food. We got oatmeal. We got all kind of stuff. We got the Mama Snoop mm-hmm. products and stuff. So think about it. We are growing, and we're going to constantly build more. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at, okay, if we took over the music industry, why come we can't take over the breakfast of food course. industry? Of course. Of course. The only thing to stop you is your mind, your mentality. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have a mindset of, oh, I can't do something. I know. So that's what No Limit is. I named my company No Limit because there's going to be no limit to my success. I call myself Master P because I'm a master of whatever I do. Brother, I got to tell you, the reason I'm so grateful I do this show is like moments like this where like people get into the mindset of someone yeah. who's achieved greatness in their life. Like actually, what do they say? Actually, what do they think about? You know, like 20 years ago, you never really know what someone like you thought and did because there wasn't a forum like this. Hey guys, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is, if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match, where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours. And you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers on my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash MyLet. Just go to Indeed.com slash MyLet, which is M-Y-L-E-T-T, right now. And you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great, by the way. Indeed.com slash MyLet. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started the show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business, and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store, or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers. They convert their checkouts 36% better than all the leading competitors. And I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mylet, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mylet now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mylet. But I've noticed something about you twice. You've said, you've talked about death twice. Yeah. And um, I think most people think everybody else is going to die, not them. They yeah. don't consciously know it. So they don't. They live like they got all this I, time. I believe in God. So do I. Think about it. None of us going to last forever. When you look at uh, the guy who came, uh, created the iPhone. Oh, Jobs? Yeah. Yeah. He's you would have thought that he was going to live forever. But guess what? Mm-hmm. That phone's still here. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. So I'm not looking at that to say, oh, you know, well, what's going to happen to me the day of the No, I'm saying, okay, what am I going to do while I'm here? Yeah. What's going to be my imprint? Your imprint. That's it. Because it, cause think about it, right? Some people might live for a long time, but mm-hmm. you're not going to live forever. What's the goal? So to me, the goal is to, to get to heaven, and to get to heaven, you got to have integrity. And then you got to do what's right while you're here. And none of us perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. And I even asked God, I'm like, God, I hope you understand. Because I come from now. I used to be scared to go into the church at one time. Because you're a sinner. Yes. Yes. Churches and are so, for sinners, though. Yes. And yeah. so when I start realizing, and then when I start tithing, mm-hmm. 
I start making more money. Listen to you. So when I start doing that, because I was like, man, I'm going to give 10% of my money to the church. For what? Because you don't know who the preacher is, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, no, it's not about the preacher. This is this about building God's kingdom. Yeah. And that's what I do it for. And so that's what keeps us going. So think about it. They could take everything away from me. I'll start back over tomorrow. I love it. Because uh-huh. I'm not. So when you look at it, right, uh, when you look at, at Job in the Bible, right, mm-hmm. the devil told God, well, he only you he's only happy because he got everything. God said, all right, we're going to take it away from him. Yeah. God allowed the devil to take everything away from him. He lost his kids. He lost everything that he had. Mm-hmm. His wife was ready to curse God. He was like, no, nah, I'm not about to curse God because I keep the faith. He's the one who put us here. And so that's what keeps me going. My faith keeps me going. I'm not about to curse God. He could take everything. Mm-hmm. I could lose it and get it back. Think about it. The people who made millions lost thousands. The people who made billions lost millions. And so my yeah, thing right. is, wealth is not about money with me. It's about ideas. So I'm going to always have an idea. And, and I say, I'm a, I got billion dollars worth of knowledge, mm-hmm. information. And so I could always get what I want. If I really just wanted to go run some company, I'd go take over some company. Right, right. But I'm a real entrepreneur. Like, like I'm like an athlete, right? I'm not going to stop till I get to where I need to go. At. Then I'm going to figure something else out. I wish everybody, I hope you all can feel on the audio and the video what I'm feeling sitting three feet from this man. Because, like, the energy is like, like I want to run through a damn wall right I'm, now. I'm I, ready. You got me fired up. You know, like, and that's what, that's, what, that's what we should. We should have people that's going to push us, yes. not run with us. Well, I don't want nobody to run with me. I'm tired of people to, oh, you don't have to pat me on my back. No, come put the work in with me so we can celebrate together. But what about that? What about who you surround yourself with? What do you think about that topic? I I really believe that, and I'll say this to you respectfully, I think in a lot of different communities that message is not communicated strong enough yeah. about, because particularly when you grow up in an environment, I would imagine, I can only imagine, yeah. where not everything around you is great, yeah. right? That it's easy to grab onto groups of people that don't serve you, that aren't doing the right things, yeah. that don't think the right things. And even in everyday life, no matter who you are, I think you are who you surround yourself yeah. with. I think it's a huge yeah. influence on people. Is it true? Do you believe that? Yeah, because think about it, right? Most people look for followers. Hmm. How many people look for leaders? Because hmm. a follower is going to tell you whatever you want to hear. That's right. So you all should know right there. Man, leave that alone. Hmm. Don't be afraid to cut people off that don't mean you no good. Hmm. I don't care who they are. Family members, friends. Could have been around because my thing is I like everybody has 24 hours. Most people want you to be successful until you're successful. That's when they hate you. Mm-hmm. Be like that's when the jealousy kick in, the self hate kick in because nobody wants you to get there before them. Right. Think about it. I grew up in a project. You think people in a project wanted to see me make it mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know what, this this kid made it out here. He one of us. No man. Well, he ain't all that. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. I was the best person I could be when I was there, and I represented the way I need to represent it. I was an A student. Were you really? Wow. Yeah, I, I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. I didn't want what everybody else wanted. Even though I know this is my environment, I've always thinking, I live in a mansion, because mm-hmm. I know that's where I was going at. Why they was thinking, oh, I live in a ghetto, I'm gonna die here. I'm like, no, I'm not about to die here, I'm about to make it out here, because I already seen it, that I'm supposed to be living in a mansion. So I'm already dreaming big, thinking outside the box, looking at something else. I'm not looking at these bad conditions and thinking, oh, this for me. I'm like, no, this ain't for me. I wasn't supposed to be here. I'm here because of my family, 
that came before me, but now I need to break this curse. And so that's people don't realize these curses are generational, especially when you come out of poverty. The only way you could break it is you have to do it. You gotta be the one. You gotta be the one. Like and I'm and I've always I looked at my grandparents and told them, like, look, I'm gonna get us up out of here. And so that was before. How old were you when you would tell them something like that? Like seven years old. Oh my gosh. Seven years old. I mean, I I used to tell my grandparents. My my grandmother said, "Baby, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We gonna be all right." I said, "No, grandma, I'm gonna get us a body." And I always thought it was basketball. So I worked on my game to get to college. I wasn't even thinking about the NBA, even though I know I wanted to make it to the NBA. But I'm like, look, if I get education, then I'll be able to do something. I'll be able to get some better resources and and when I got to college uh my coach was like why you so happy son I said coach I've been sleeping on the floor all my life I never had a bed till I I got my own bed when I went to college and so but I never was angry and upset I'm like that motivated me like I'm gonna change this and so my grandmother had 12 kids so me and my brother that's 16 people in the three-bedroom project but we was happy we had the best need this house in the ghetto. Whenever the mayor or something come, they come look at our house. We had we had grass, we had flowers in the backyard. We wasn't living like we was in the ghetto. Hmm. Our mindset, and that come from my grandfather. So when you look at the military thing with no limit, with the camouflage, my grandfather always told me because he fought in the Vietnam War, and he said, son, they were supposed to give me 10 grand uh, when I come back so I could buy go put down down payment on the house, and they didn't do it. So he said, son, you have to start your own home, and you have to get your own business. And that's where my company came from, No Limit. And that's where the whole camouflage came from. My grandfather, Big Daddy, Claude Miller, and so that's how I built my brand with the whole camouflage and the No Limit thing, No Limit Soldiers. That's where it started from. Cause my, and then my grandfather passed. I was with him, and he died in the VA hospital where they gave him some blood thinning medicine for another patient. And so my grandmother ended up getting 280000 on a life insurance thing, and she gave everybody in the family $10,000. I took my 10000 and opened up No Limit Records, the, the, the retail store. At 19? At 19. That last couple of minutes is one of my favorite minutes of, the, of my life. Yeah. Just hearing that. Sorry, that makes that's yeah. I'm just picturing you as a seven-year-old little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you've turned into. Yeah. Well, and when, and when a lot of people didn't believe. I'm sure almost so, nobody believed. I'm and so, but that's what this is about. Like, you don't have to wait for them to believe. So when I started my record business and, and the music side of this, right, so you got Tupac, you got all these great artists, right? So I'm in the in the radio station trying to get my song played. And I bring my record up. And I'm from the South, but I live in California. I sound country. I got body body. I'm sound like nobody understand me but me. <laughs> So Tupac, like, you about to get this play? I said, yeah, man, I'm about to get this play, right? <laughs> I get up in there, the program director say, what you have, P? I say, body, body. He say, what is that? I said, man, it's a hit, Eli, man. This don't work here, P. He said, bring me something next week, something better. I'll come back next week. He said, what you have? I said, body, body. He said, didn't I tell you to bring me something else? I said, yes, sir, I'll bring you something next week. Come back the next week. What you have? I said, body, body. <laughs> <laughs> Come back the next week, body, body. Mm-hmm. He said, man, I can't play. I said, can you just put it on one time and let the people hear And if they don't like it, I'll never come back again. He said, all right, just to get you from out of here, I'm going to put it on. Wow. The people called in and said, man, I love that record, body, body. And that's how my career blew up. And I, and I also was on tour with Tupac. And uh, I'm there with the lights on, so 
don't be afraid to start with humble beginnings. That's why I'm so humble now because I started with humble beginnings. Nobody gave me that I had to work for, so I, I appreciate it. And that's the message we got to give to the next generation. Appreciate every opportunity. Go create opportunities. So I'm on stage when the light's on. Nobody coming to see me. They're waiting for Tupac. And um, I see one guy. I'm singing my song, Body Body. One guy jumping up. I don't know if he's drunk or what. <laughs> this guy jamming. I said, I walk off the stage, 30,000 people, and walk to this guy and give him a No Limit t-shirt. I said, you like that? He said, man, I love it. So my brother's standing next to me. He said, man, why are you so heavy? I said, I got one. He said, got one away. I said, a fan. I said, I'm going to turn that into a million. He said, yeah, right. I turned that. We even sold over 100 million records independently oh today. Goodness. And that's how God works. It's nothing but God because not stopping, not giving up. People ask me, how bad you want to be successful? As bad as I want to breathe. Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting here. I have to be honest with you. It's a little bit of an out-of-body experience for me. Yeah. I'm like, this is Master P telling me that he gave a dude a shirt. Yeah. And he was happy to get his first fan. The other part of me is like, there's going to be hundreds of millions of people sharing these clips. Yeah. These are some of the best clips in the yeah. history of the planet. How much of it is talent and is it something else? How much would you say? 10%. 10% is talent. 90% is the business. Wow. And so, what's the business to you? Is that the hustle part, so the, the persistency? So the it's not just the hustles, but think about this, right? So at that time, wow, I couldn't 10%. afford billboards. Okay. I made it with T-shirts. I print up all these T-shirts, mm-hmm. put them on homeless people, gave them away to people. They was my walking billboards. Mm-hmm. I did not. I couldn't afford the big, big billboards. And I said, well, what can I do? I'm a, since I got to sell to the students, I created this thing called bus benches. You just see all the stuff with the lawyers' information. Yeah. Say, no, I'm about to put my music stuff on there. You did. And that's what I did. So those things back then was like $15, $25. Uh, a bus bench, and that's how I flood up the market. Um, wow. And so the business part of what I said, why is 90%, then you got to go to the retail stores mm-hmm. to sell your products. So back then it was the Best Buys, uh, the Walmarts, the Targets, all those type mm-hmm. of things, right? So then you got to go to the radio side. So then you got to have a sales team to go do all that. So you could have one of the best. So my record could be one of the best records in the world, but without people hearing it, getting this on the radio, building those relationships, and having people go into that and actually bringing this and saying, why you should play this. Hmm. So if you look at some of the biggest artists in the world, why they sell out, because they don't understand the business part of this. Yeah. And so by me being independent and saying, you know, well, then I have to have a strong team. And so that's when the sports thing kick in. Hmm. So I got to have my team members just as strong as me that's going to go out and represent there this. You go. So the 10% is on the artist. I can find a great artist, mm. but it don't mean nothing if I don't have a machine to go mm. and, 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 and bring this play all the way to where it's a touchdown or it's a dunk. Yeah. You, you know, you see is what that I'm the saying? That's the difference. Take a guy like, like God rest his DMX. Yeah. Take a guy like him. Yeah. With all due respect, is that one of the separators was your ability to have a team around you and a business? Yeah. Or is, is well, it, also, too. Uh, if you're going to run a business, you can't have too many bad habits. Okay. And so, because now you got all this stuff. So DMX was one of the greatest in the world. Right. But he got all this other stuff that he carrying with him. Like, Because everybody go through something. Mm-hmm. But now you got it because the people looking for you to think. So imagine, man, this I, that's probably one of the, when, when I think about DMX, it's almost like with, the things that he say and how he believed in God and all this stuff, man, it's like 
it's like a terrible loss for us. Yeah. So imagine if he had the mindset right to not dibble and dabble into the negativity. He yeah. would have been dangerous. Yeah. And so he he had to use their system mm-hmm. to be successful. So they just used him as an artist. Yeah. So it's a difference. That's why I keep telling people, you know, do, and everybody ain't meant to be a boss or entrepreneur. Right. So some people are meant to be workers. They might be better workers. And I think when you understand that, how you program. Mm-hmm. So I was programmed from a kid. So even at five, six years old, I was carrying the elderly groceries. I was cutting grass. I was thinking like an entrepreneur. And so what I what I found out in the music business, right, so I started watching the uh, the Avon lady. The Avon lady selling her stuff out the trunk of her car. Yes. That made me want to sell mine. CDs and cassettes out the trunk of the car, just watching the Avon lady. The Avon lady's wife was like, what do you keep watching me for? You the police? I said, no, I was just trying to see what you do. She said, I'm legit. I said, my, I said oh, le- she legit. I said, my stuff out the trunk of my car. Come on, that's, and that's incredible. What, that's what I started doing. You know, I've done, I don't know, I don't know how many shows, hundreds of shows. Yeah. And when I ask somebody about success, you know that no one's ever said what you just said, and you're so right. Sometimes it's not what you need to do more of. It's eliminating the one or two or three things you do that keep setting you back. Yeah. Maybe it's it could be that you you drink too much, you party yeah. too much. It could yeah. be it could be subtle though. It could be like you don't consistently make your contacts. You don't yeah. consistently make phone calls. You can you. But there's so I love what you just said. See that word consistency. I tell people all the time, right? Mm. So consistency is the key. That's where the dedication got to kick in, the sacrifice. But consistency is what's going to get you to the next level. Mm -hmm. It's doing something every day. Mm -hmm. And people might not even see the results, but you know I'm doing this every day. I'm going to get there no matter what. No matter who tell me no. Like you talked about Stephen A. Smith. When I talked to Stephen A. Smith about my sons, you're like, oh, yeah, they could play. But how many people really believe? And then, you know, when you start capturing the moment and seeing that, my kids get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I know the Ball family did it. Why we can't do it? Mm-hmm. We've seen this happen. Mm-hmm. And so now people are starting to believe. This this our message to the world, to make the non-believers believe. That's what we do. My kids, me, we are going to make the non-believers believe. We don't have, they don't have to do it right now. Mm-hmm. It might be 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. We're going to put in that much work till you be like, man, I remember those kids. Mm-hmm. I remember this man. I remember him coming. Oh, everywhere you go, you got a cereal. People say, well, why you promote your stuff? Guess what? If you own it, you every chance you get, you should be promoting it. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a real businessman, you're a real entrepreneur, so what's going to make me want to buy it if you don't believe it? You know what's crazy that you just say that? I have a f- friends that are in the financial business, yeah. right? And you go to a go an event with them, and they'll leave. And then when they leave, people ask me, what's that guy do? I'm like, how did you come to this whole thing? Yeah. You didn't tell anybody here. You what miss you do. your moment. You miss the. You, you got to tell everybody what you do all the time. To, social you media, posting, texting, conversations, meetings. Like you can't be embarrassed to talk about your business. No, you with can't. People. Also, be like, oh, this is too much. Right. Wait up. What's too much? What's too much? What's too much? Thank if you, you. If you have a business and a brand and you believe in it, Thank I don't you. care where I'm going. At right. Thank you. You got to act like you got the cure for cancer. You have the cure mm. for cancer. Would you keep it quiet? Right. This. You're all. Gosh. Thank you. That, that shows me, right? I tell people all the time, how you going to sell me something if you don't believe in it? Mm-hmm. How you going to sell me some shoes if you're not wearing it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You're so right. You're a bad salesman if you ask me. <laughs> you're so Why right. Why would I want to be a part of whatever you're doing? And, like, and guess what? You're not going to be my trainer to help me get in shape if you're not in shape. Thank you. Thank you.
That's exactly right. Let's be honest. You yeah. wa- you wasting my time. Yes. You showing me that you're just doing this for money. Mm-hmm. Because you're not dedicated to it. The only reason I want to be here with you, because I'm thinking, okay, well, I need to get myself together the way you got yourself together. Master P just told you, listen to me, everybody. This is a man who's built one of the most iconic brands ever in the history of the rap hip-hop game, number one. Number two, NBA talent-level basketball player. Number three, prolific entrepreneur. And he just told you, it isn't too much. You got, you know this. You all have this. You're about to go out to a little dinner party or something like that, and your wife's like, hey, don't come on too strong tonight about business. You know, let's keep – don't listen to this stuff, you guys. Yeah. There's not too much. You, I, I know when I was coming up as an entrepreneur, even now people are like – I'm, friends of mine were like, here he goes again. Yeah. Talking, well, you know what? Well, here we go. I go again. That's what I do. Exactly. Think about how you think the mother companies got big as they are. Hmm. Somebody believed in it. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't a boss. It was somebody that took, took a loan and said, I got to go do my part. If you've been listening or watching the show for a long time, you know what a big believer in NetSuite I am. I've been talking about them now for years. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors, which is why I've been using them now for five years myself. Over 37,000 other companies have as well. They've made the moves. Do the math. Now you'll see profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash mylet. netsuite.com slash mylet, M-Y-L-E-T-T. NetSuite.com slash MyLet. So, hey, guys, you know when I love technology and a great idea revolutionizes an old industry. And by the way, if there's an industry that needs a revolution, I think you'd agree with me, it's the healthcare industry. It's not easy to find good doctors. And by the way, good doctors that are in your area that also take your insurance. And that's why I love ZocDoc. They are revolutionizing the healthcare industry and the way you get access to doctors. ZocDoc, by the way, is Z-O-C-D-O-C. Here's who they are. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Tons of different reviews on the doctors, and they're local to you. You can find out if they take your insurance. I just did it for a tear I had in my shoulder. One day later, I'm in the doctor's office getting some help, getting an order for an MRI. So go to ZocDoc.com slash mylet and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mylet. ZocDoc dot com slash mylet. What did you, what did you, what were you like earlier? So clearly to me, this is a man, by the way, I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God too. Let's be very clear. But this is a man who's, you know, has God in his life. His sons are remarkable young men. That is not by mistake. You should be so proud of that. And obviously, you've built this incredible business life. I have to think, in your industry, there was a lot of dudes who went to excess. Yeah. So, and were you the guy who, like, would leave a little early and go home and get rest so you got to go up the next day and still work? Or did you go through a stage in your life where you were a little bit lost, too? To be honest with you, I told you I come from nothing. Mm-hmm. I had no time to party or play or hang with those guys. 
Really? So I didn't get that type of childhood. I didn't get that type of even me being successful in the music industry. I've always thinking I need to outthink these other people. I know if I if I if I stand out here and party and play with them, I'm done. They want to catch me slipping. They are not going to catch me slipping because I know what the ultimate goal is. I got to get, if I'm going to be better, I got to do better. I got to work. I got to get out here. I got to outwork them. I got to outthink them. I need to be 10 steps ahead of them. I need to be playing chess while they playing checkers. And I got to show them that no, I'm not just no dumb black guy that you're going to just throw around. Because this is a white man business that I'm in, the music industry. Think about it. I'm in their game. It's nobody look like me that's making the type of money I'm making. I went from having nothing to being the top under 40 in Forbes because of that type of mindset saying, I can't play with them. They want to catch me slipping. So you got to realize, anybody that's listening to this, if you had something that you really want to make it in, people are looking for your downfall. And I don't care. In life, I told you, success is like a seesaw go up and down, but you're not going to beat me mentally. You're not going to catch me out there and play me and take me down. I don't care, like, even in the Bible, like, it said, God will make your enemies your footstool. Even if somebody says something negative about you, God will use that for something good that they thought was going to be for evil. So you just got to keep going and keep doing the right thing. I always tell people it's accountability. And so, and, and accountability and integrity is all about doing what's right when nobody's looking. And so I couldn't, I couldn't worry about what they was doing. I already knew, especially as a black man, I shouldn't be in this anyway. I should be an artist, right? So I need to take my, I should be talented. So now, if I'm gonna be a boss, I got to take myself home early. If I'm going there, I'm not going nowhere unless that it's gonna benefit me. Like you, you're gonna pay me my work. You know, you're not gonna look down on me, and I'm not. But so, so to me, I think that's what we mess up at, thinking that you want to play in a game where you're not wanted. I'm only there because, yes, my talent has got me into this room. Mm-hmm. My success has got me into this room. But do they really want me here? No. Mm-hmm. So that means I got to work 10 times as harder than them. Mm-hmm. I got to outdo them. Mm-hmm. And when they go home, they got to be like, man, that black man over there, man, he's still working. <laughs> His computer's still up. He's still in the gym. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what I teach my kids is like, you know what, we the underdogs. Mm-hmm. My company name No Limit, but guess what? I'm the underdog. I come from nothing. They don't think I'm smarter. They don't think I'm, you know, I know more than them. Because think about it, right? It's these traditional business older gentlemen that think they understand the game. And it's like the game has changed. Yeah. You got to have an open mind to the youth, to what's going on. That's why my business is so strong right now. That's why I'm still relevant, because I have an open mind for the next generation. Mm-hmm. These people live off tradition. That's why we able to have Snoop Cereal, Broder's Food, because they think of tradition. We think, you know what? We could beat y'all with social media. Yes. We could get this to every kid in the world, every person that loves, because they say 90% of the world eat cereal. How come we not selling it to them? Mm. So now I got to figure out how to get this the same way I did with the music. So when you look at it, right, we sold 100 million records, but that wasn't just to African American. Mm-hmm. When I started going to my shows and seeing that, I did a show in Tyler, Texas. It was 35,000 white kids. And I'm asking the promoter, you show this my show. <laughs> he said, right. P, they love you. Mm. I'm tell- they sung it word for word. That's when I knew that I crossed over. Mm that I have business people now that I go into these rooms that I don't look at color. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at, okay, well, I saw how many to 
when I first got on the label with the distribution deal with Prodigy, they told me I was going to sell, if I sell 10,000 records, we could pop bottles. 10,000. My first week, so if you sell 10,000, we could pop bottles. I put the Ice Cream Man album out. Jeez. But I've already then went to all these cities, put T-shirts, visit all these places. I did all the street team marketing on my own. So I was putting up posters, and I have my hoodie on, and they'd be like, oh, oh, you look like the guy on that part. I said, nah, man, that ain't me, man. We all look like that in Louisiana. So I'm putting my stuff up, but I believe. I couldn't let nobody else. Somebody would have threw my posters in the garbage can. I need to get out here and physically do this. You physically did it yourself. I physically did it myself. And guess what? That first week, we sold 50-something thousand units. Nobody knew who I was. They couldn't believe it. It was like, the next thing you know, 100,000, 200,000 went platinum. And that's when they had NWA, they had uh, they had Ice Cube, they had the Ghetto Boys. This was all on one label. They had Jay-Z. All these guys was on one label. Man, wow. And so that's why I put my trust in faith. And God is not about me. That's why I say I'm God made. Because without that faith, I wouldn't be here. But faith without works is dead, like you said earlier. Yeah. You and I had to get him put the work in. You know what? And two, faith is first because when you have faith that you'll put the work in, that there'll be a harvest. Yes. Parable of the sower, right? Yes. In the Bible. Yes. And you know what this is? This is no pun intended. I mean this. This is a master class. Yes. People will be watching this interview. I'm serious. Ten years from now. This is this is that level. Well, I, of I'm stuff. gonna tell you something. I love my people and I wanna educate the ones that wanna listen. Because they have some people that don't want to listen. Mm. They like, well, I'm gonna do it this way. I'm saying, you know what? Look at my mistakes and look at my success. And then choose. Talk to, about your mistakes for a minute. What did, yeah. You don't have to tell me what they were, but I'm sure you've had, I've had failures in business. Yes, all the time. Have you learned from them and what have you learned from the times you failed? I learned so much hmm. and, and I'm excited. I know, like, think about it. At first, people thought you just need to get money to be successful. Hmm. I learned the importance of credit. That's your report card. I could go get whatever I want with credit. I don't even need the money. Mm. Most of these big deals are not done with money. Mm. It's done on your word, done on credit. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, that's so and good. and um, um, everybody gonna feel. Mm. Don't be afraid to get back up. Mm. If you look at some of the best people in the world that are successful, I don't care what you look at from LeBron James. Go look at LeBron James as mm. example. He didn't win a high school championship till his last year. Go look at Michael Jordan. He got cut, cut. from the high school team, and he ended up being the, one of the greatest players in the world. Brady was a backup quarterback. On Brady high was a team. backup quarterback. <laughs> Think about it. One Brady. of the the goats now. <laughs> the goat. yeah. And so when when you look at this stuff, um, so true. It, it it amazed you knowing that everybody come from something with. They had to. I look at Damon Little right now, right? He was number 1,000 and something. No one believed in him. Steph Curry was 1,000 and something. Yeah. These guys, some of the top players in the NBA. 6'2. Yeah. Yeah. How could you be running a franchise at 6'2? That's what I tell my kids. I'm like, don't get caught up by the numbers. We don't care about rankings, we don't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. It cannot beat hard work. Hard work is going. See that. Do not try to cheat the game. They got people don't realize that failures is gonna get you to where you need to be at. Mm. So use that. Mm. Use that. It's not a race, it's a marathon. Mm. Nipsey Hussle said it the best. Mm. 
And and when you when you when you look at that, if you in a rush, that's like being a, so you get up driving. I'm, I come in my neighborhood, somebody flying past me, zoom, trying to get to where they going. Then I catch them at the light. <laughs> I'm like, you did all that to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, what I learned, stop running in place. Because most people think they're going somewhere, but if you're running in place, you're not going nowhere. Right. You can't just live your life on the treadmill. If you're going to run around the block or the park or, or the gym or whatever, get out there and run. Mm-hmm. Running in place gets you nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the most important thing that I realize, a turkey and an eagle look alike, but it's not the same. A turkey on the ground, he can't fly. An eagle fly high. And most of the time, eagles fly alone. Don't be afraid to be alone. Don't be afraid to be alone because think about it. He always says alone at the top. Yeah, because nobody else really want to work. Right. People want to come come eat the bread. I tell you all the time, you know what? If you don't come in here and bake the bread and get your hands dirty with me and get all this dough all on you, then don't come to the party to eat the bread. So You're not invited. You are not because I'm going hard every day. I'm working hard. I'm building something. They're not going to say that we wasn't working. They're not going to say that we wasn't trying to do the right thing. You know, I wake up in the morning saying, I'm going out and better myself. I don't care if I'm super on top because I know one thing is somebody else working too. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get comfortable, that's when you fall. That's a million percent right. There's three. I think there's three people, three types. There's people who just, they don't, they're not busy at all. Yeah. Then there's people who are like busy. Yeah. That's different than doing the work that moves the needle. Yeah. What you mean about yeah. running in place. A lot yeah. of you out there, and I mean this with all due respect, you're like, no, I put a lot of hours in your seat. What did you actually do? Exactly. Like, you actually handed the shirts out. You actually yeah. worked out of the trunk. Yeah. Like, most people. Want to be supervisors. They do. You na- That's exactly Think about it. it. You don't want to be a boss. You want to be a supervisor. That's exactly. Right. But you want the boss paycheck. Yes. Yes. And, and all you want to do is sit around and complain, talk about the boss. I'm not talking about the boss. Mm-hmm. When 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 I had to be the worker, yes, sir, boss. Thank you, boss. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, boss, because you're giving me an opportunity. Gosh. And don't be mad at me that I turned into the boss because I watch what the boss do. Mm-hmm. And I learned from the boss mistakes, and then I was able to apply that game with what I'm doing and say what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't like what the boss saying, then I need to go create my own. That's what entrepreneurs do. Like, we don't get mad. We don't play a hate on people. We just like, you know what? Okay, this this don't work for me. Hmm. Instead of me working for you, I need to go create something for me. Hmm. And that's all I've done. So if somebody get mad or jealous of me, it's like, you know what? I don't know everything, and I don't need to know everything. I don't even need to know where this company or where this brand, like, oh, say, how many are we going to sell? I've never looked at it like that. Hmm. I love the process. I'm going to get out here and work and create this because hmm. I told you. Wealth is cre- is created by ideas. Mm-hmm. So I created something I'm happy with, and I'm going to get out there. I'm going to go put it to the world. And then I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to sell a billion of these. No. I want to sell one first. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm not going to even tell you no, nothing like that. Oh, we're going to make billions. Of no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to make the best product. It's going to taste the best. Mm-hmm. I got a great system. I got the best distribution. And then I'm going to let God do the rest. And if God has that in store for me, for this to be one of the biggest brands in the world, then it will be. Mm-hmm. But I done did my part because we just talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Faith without work is dead. I done put the work in. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to count the chickens for the egg hatch. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's the mentality that I have. I just keep out there grinding, keep going, never looking back. When they tell me no, they say you can't do it, P.O. Well, you ain't going to make it. I'm like, man, y'all crazy because I came from nothing. And watch what I'm about to do. You mm-hmm. thought that what I did 10, 20 years ago, you ain't seen nothing because I'm just getting started. So you say, what makes you get up in the morning and go so hard? I feel like I'm just getting started, mm-hmm. especially in this game. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. I mastered the music industry. Now I got to go master the food industry. Mm-hmm. So I got to educate myself. I got to meet with people. I got to study the game. I'm constantly reading because I tell people all the time, if you don't understand business, you have to do more studying than anything else. Yep. Like you need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're selling. You mm-hmm. need to know your product. Mm-hmm. You need to know the people you putting out there to represent you. You know the mistake most people make? They go, yeah, I do. I'm like, no, nah, it never ends. No. Nah. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's, no, it it's never okay ends. not to know. Right. It's That's o- why you're seeking the information. That's so, why you're studying. Yeah. Like, think about it. What so wisdom. So I, tell, I tell my kids, you want to be great basketball players? Go study the game. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're doing all kind of dunks, you can shoot, whatever. Guess what? The thing, what they looking at your IQ. Mm-hmm. They got guys 6'2 that ain't that big. But their basketball IQ is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's why they're making the money they're making. Mm-hmm. That's why Steph Curry making the money he's making. He's an expert. He ain't come out the hood now. Bas- I, told, I told my kids, y'all in the best world now because you could go get all these top trainers and you could be just as good as a kid in the hood. I had to go off of I don't have nothing. My mm-hmm. passion drove me. But now you could really go off of let me put the work in. Mm-hmm. No matter if you live in a mansion or you live in the projects, it don't even matter. Mm-hmm. If your work ethic is the same and you really love what you're doing and you're passionate about it, you can make it. You can make that 2%. Mm-hmm. Now, now if you're thinking that now you just got to be from the, the projects to have heart, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what my kid said the other day on, on the uh, – on a uh, talk show about basketball, he in high school, Matt Barnes asked him, uh, so one word des- describe your game. He said, I'm a dog. Dog, I love it. And that's what I create. I love it. Like, we dogs. That's how I get up in the morning. I say, look, with, my, with this box of cereal, I say, well, with Pete, I'm a dog. Yeah. When I come in, I don't care what salesperson you have, here I go. Mm-hmm. The dog is here now. Yeah. That's what I told Snoop. We dogs. Like, we, the cats ain't going to make it. Yep. Always bet on the dog. By the bet way, on always it. listen to me, everybody. By the way, this is one of the greatest conversations of all time. Just so you know, I just, just so you know, and I have to tell you, always bet on the dog. People tell me that when I hire people, even like I don't even always hire the smartest or most talented people. Nah. I will take this person who will outwork everybody every single time. Because by the way, it might not even be in that that work with your sons. Might be in basketball, right. but that might can, turn to something else. I came from basketball. Exactly. Look where I'm at now. That can travel. Yeah, I tell it, my son that all the time. That will, I call my son a gladiator, but I tell him yeah. that all the time. And by the way, he he grew up in some comfort too, unlike how I yeah. grew up. I tell him that all the time. That will travel. You might not be in golf. Maybe it'll be in business. Maybe it'll be as a father. I don't know, but I know that hard work, that living with integrity stuff. Yeah, that wins eventually because yeah. it is a long game. Life is a long game. Now, some people take the long game and go, "Well, I'm pacing myself." I, it, me, it's it, a sprint the whole marathon, yeah, right? So let, let, let me tell you something, right? Um, nothing is going to be easy. Even with our kids, we got to let them overcome their adversity. I don't care. You might live in a nice house, but you're still going to deal with some adversity. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's at school, might be with the players on your team. We have to let them go through their adversity. Mm-hmm. And that's what we was able to go through, right. our own adversity. And so when I look at life, I say, wow. If you do the right thing, you're going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. If you don't, none of us ain't God. 
Like, we can't stop our kids from going through whatever they got to go through. Even though we might try them and give them a nice life and do this, you can still walk out that door and go be an a-hole. Yep. Think about it. See, people always say money change people. No, money enhance who you are. It's a magnifier. It do. Yeah. And so I've always had a good heart to help people, even when I had no money. So what you think I'm going to do when I have money? Mm. So, But I'm not going to let people use me. So what I what I focus on, I focus on the young kids and the elderly. Because mm. I feel like I want the people that want to hand up, not out. And so most most people, they, they, they come in with a hand out. I'm like, nobody gave me nothing. Mm. Like if I'd have died in them projects, if I'd have went to prison, you wouldn't you wouldn't care about me. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I decided to do right and change my life now. Oh, with P, and you think I'm going to change your life? No, I can't just change a person's life. Mm-hmm. I'm not God. Only God could do that. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can give you the right advice. I could show you. I could help you. If we decide to do things together and build something, a partnership, a business, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says no man owe no man nothing but love. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, and, and and be there for your neighbors. Don't wait till it's too late. Hmm. So my whole thing is, if I can stay on that path, everything else gonna be okay. God gonna take care of the rest. And that's that's how, that's how I live. I have to tell you something, brother. You were just talking. I literally, I don't even know why it happened. I just said a prayer. I just said, I feel yeah. so blessed that I'm in this conversation. Yeah, thank you. I do, and yeah. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that this is like millions of people are gonna hear this from you. Yeah. Like I knew this was well, no, I didn't. I hope today was gonna be good. <laughs> well, but, the thing about it is, like for me, uh, I keep telling you that I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know how things gonna go. Hmm. I really just let God lead me on the journey I'm on. Like even when people want to hate on me or want to stop me, right? My thing is the thing that we have to realize as people: hate is from a distance. You can see that. That motivate me when somebody know or don't know me and they trying to stop me from getting somewhere or do something, oh, okay, that's hate, that's motivation. Mm-hmm. But when it's in your circle, it's envy and jealousy. That's the part that I don't like. We gotta stop that self-hate mm-hmm. to where if you're in somebody's circle and you hating on somebody that's trying to help, mm-hmm. that's just gonna come back on you. That envy and jealousy is never gonna get you nowhere. God always showed me like, okay, and on that journey, because I would tell you, this is a journey. Mm-hmm. I like to see that, okay. Man, I give people money to leave because I don't want you to go in where I'm about to go at. Mm-hmm. We're going to a whole nother level now. I had to pay family members. I had an uncle. I told my grandma, I said, he ain't good for my business. His customer service is bad. He just think this because we got money. He talked to people any kind of way. I said, oh, here go a couple of dollars. Go do whatever you want to do. Start your own business. I don't need you in my business because you're going to mess up my business. Mm-hmm. To get out of the circle. Get out the circle. Mm-hmm. My circle is small. Me too. But you know why it's small? Because I don't so I don't have time to explain to people that really don't have the integrity to go on a journey with me. I feel like I'm wasting time. Me too. Me too. I'm not wasting time no more. So I'm I'm good with saying, look, this not for you. This not you're not on a journey that's gonna last a lifetime with us. You was on a season. You're right. And by Your the way, season over with now. Yeah, and, and I think the longer you keep someone like that around you, yeah. the more it grows. Yeah. It can it can have a bigger. The once you sense someone shouldn't be in your circle or yeah. in your business, the sooner you get that out, yeah. the better because it can it can start to spread. I tell people I don't want headache money. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care what how big your idea is, and you're gonna go and we're gonna make all of us. You know what? I don't want headache money. <laughs> I, 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 man, I want some money that I could be like, man, I'm happy to work with this person. I can't wait to see you. Let's go get this done. Headache money is the worst kind of money because you need aspirin. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no headache money, so man. Good. I'm cool on that. Y'all can keep y'all headache money. I tell you all the time, all money ain't good money. Right. I done turned down so many deals. That was the one thing my grandfather taught me before he passed. He said, he said son, never do a deal when you're desperate. Hmm. And I don't. And never... Do business with shaky people because if it start off shaky, it's going to end shaky. The wisdom coming out of you is just so profound. Everything you say. I got to tell you, the other thing you said earlier about, uh, by the way, I'm stealing that from you. I know the <laughs> headache money thing, that's mine. Just so you know, that's mine. But the other thing I got to tell you is this idea about not needing to know everything. Yeah. It is a major trait of people that fail is their threshold of what they think they need to know before they'll take action is way too high. The people that I know that are successful, it's much lower. They don't have to know everything to take the first step because they've got faith when they step into a space that once they get into that space, they get into that room, they'll figure it out. God will give them the answers, give them the people, the resources. I mean, some of the smartest people, me and my business partner, we we like we had to figure that out. Like, look, we don't need to know everything. Mm -hmm. Say, why are you so comfortable in cars? I don't need to know everything. Right, I don't either. But you're an expert at what you do. I'm an expert at what I do. Let's just go do what we do. Yeah, because you don't know the future. You said Steve Jobs earlier. Yeah. How did, he didn't know it was going to be an iPhone when they started Apple. That's what Woz, I'm saying. Wozniak, his partner, is a friend of mine. And I, they were like a board company. They yeah. had no idea that there would eventually be a Mac and then an iPhone. He just Imagine if when Jobs started Apple, he goes, well, I'd have to know all about gigabytes and That's pixels on cameras. But guess and, what? He did what he needed to do. In that time. In that time. Yeah, so and, true. And look, and look where it's at. And so I just think that everybody thinks they need to be the smartest person in the world. No, you don't. don't. You don't. I'm not the smartest person Me in the either. world. Me either. I'm not even close. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not trying to be. Me either. But I'm going to be good at what I do and what I know. Mm-hmm. And if you keep the faith, in, you know, think about it. If you keep that faith, you know, okay, well, one day I'm going to get to that destination. I think the problem is everybody want to know when. I don't need to know when. If I'm on the journey, if you love what you're doing and you're on the journey, you don't need to know when because, you know, you jump in that car and you drive. I don't care if you put on and say, how do I get to here? Guess what? Siri might take you somewhere else and take you over a mountain, all those ways. And then finally you get to that destination. But you don't even know where you're going at now. So true. And so my thing is, so if you could do that, why not in business in life? Yeah. Yeah. Just take that ride and, 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 and believe in what you do and do what you love and you'll get there. And I tell people all the time, I say, you know what? If you is your worst nightmare because you in your way. Mm-hmm. They got some people can't get out their way. Because mm-hmm. I don't care what you're going through, whether it's financial problems or whatever, relationship problems, guess what? One day that's going to be over with. Then what? Then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? Are you prepared? Because some people are not prepared for success. Everybody want to be successful. Are you prepared for it? Yeah. So what's going to happen when you get there? So you say, well, I don't know, but I know. No, no. Are you prepared for the journey? Because you just won't get in the car. So you might as well, guess what? You know, you're either going to drive the car or sit in the back and be a passenger. So if you're going to be a passenger, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Let me drive. If you want to be a passenger, go and sit in the back. Mm -hmm. So good. You know, and my my whole thing is, so if you want to drive the car, then get in the driver's seat. Yes. Or if you don't like yes. if, if you don't like the way I'm driving, then go get in your own car. Yes. We don't need the carpool. Yep. 
And I don't need headache money. I don't need headache money. You know, <laughs> headache money is that money you you know you know it's headache money because you could count it. <laughs> so good. Anybody yeah. count money in black man? That's headache money. You know, down the line it's gonna be a problem. So I don't want it. I don't need no shoebox money. None of that stuff. It's so true. Let me tell you something. You got two old school entrepreneurs here, and he is absolutely telling you the truth about that. <laughs> this has been. So incredible. It's uh, They're flashing the sign at me back there. We're way over an hour, and I have to yeah. tell you something. I would love to have you come back on, yes. if you come back on again, because yeah. I feel indebted to you. You said credit earlier, which, by the way, is a huge key as an entrepreneur. I feel indebted to you. I really do. I'm so grateful for No, I appreciate you, my brother. Yes, and, you, and, and my thing is, just show up. I tell people all the time, you want to be successful, show up. Mm-hmm. No matter, I don't care if it's big, small, or whatever, show up. You showed up today. Yeah. Let me tell you, you brought an A game with you today. Where where do you want them to go? What do you want them to find about you? I want to make sure we finish on where they go. Get You want them to go to your social? You want them to go? Where do you want them to yeah, go? Yeah, you can go to my social, uh, at Master P on IG. but Launchcart.com. Launchcart.com. And also uh, BrodusFoods.com or SnoopCereal.com. And, okay. and just go to the stores and buy a product. And, and that's the way you support. Because the more we make, the more we give. And, and uh, it's all about building economic empowerment for us. And one of the things, we talked about it a little bit, too, is, you know, the black community needs to know when there's black-owned products, too. That's yes. one of the things when they're on the shelves. And so now my entire community, which is as diverse as there is in the yes. world, every race, ethnicity, yes. you know, uh, sexual preference on the planet listens yeah. to this show and is in our family here. They can support your products as well. And, guys, I usually at the end of the show, by the mm-hmm. way, I just want to say thank you, Percy, for today. Yes. What an amazing experience. Usually at the end of the show, I say, hey, everybody, share this episode. I don't need to ask them to do it today. I know this is getting shared all over the place. What a blessing you are, brother. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you, everybody. Max out your life. This is The Ed Milet Show.